Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. The following broadcast has been approved for Elite Hornets fans. What a block by Cody Zeller. Walker down the lane, drive, shoots, scores! Game over! Bringing back the buzz was only the beginning. We will not go quietly into the night. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan. It's Hive Talk Live. Welcome in, Hornets fans. You are listening to Hive Talk Live here on AtTheHive.com. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan, and we are live in the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson. And I am David Walker. I'm a little tired, Doug, but there's no time to be tired. It's game night. Wake up! Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live and visit us online at HiveTalkLive.com. You can listen to us live every Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. at HiveTalkLive.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher to listen to Hornets Talk anytime, anywhere. David, I have to mention this one more time because this event is happening this Saturday, November 7th, 6.30, Charlotte versus Everybody at Fitzgerald's Pub in Uptown Charlotte, and we're going to be there we're live be there. doing Hive Talk Live. The Saturday sit-down will be a live show. You can come see us in person, do our thang, and get ready for Hornet Spurs. There is going to be art, local art, that you can purchase. There there will be prizes. There will be food. There will be beverages of all sorts. Come out. Join us if you're in Uptown Charlotte. Come out and see us. Art for your eyes, art for your ears. Art for your art ears. Art for your ears. That's how that I describe might, this podcast to, to people. That might, it's art for your ears. <laughs> that might make a t-shirt. All right. Hey, we only have 30 minutes in this show. That's because right. We no want, time for jokes. That's right. That's right. We want no to matter get, how funny they are. That's right. We want to get you uh, to your pregame uh, events. If you want to hear our pregame thoughts on the Bulls, Hornets matchup tonight, Check out our Twitter at Hive Talk Live. We put something up on SoundCloud. It's a new thing, this SoundCloud, I think. Oh, no, it's been around a while. All right. That's where I want mixtapes to go. All right, last one. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Nick's picks. We're going to do that coming up. Uh, also, we will talk about uh, the Mavs matchup. So we'll talk about Hornets Spurs for sure on Saturday. We'll get you ready for that game, but we'll, we'll talk about Hornets Mavs as well later on in the show. But there's, there's a lot of news swirling around the Hornets right now, and so we wanted to bring back some of our favorite music. It's the intro to the Hornets Full Court Press. Presenting important news. Stop what you're doing and listen. First, an update on Cody Zeller. Stephanie Reddy reporting on Twitter that uh, Zeller was suffering from dehydration but feeling better. They did give him a test for mono, and apparently that was negative, so... They're going with dehydration. The Charlotte Observer's Rick Bennell reporting that a switch uh, was being made from Cody's preferred drink, H2O, water, to some type of sports drink, Gatorade, for added minerals. He is still listed as questionable tonight. The latest update, he'll go through pregame warm-ups. I assume he may be doing that right now and could go tonight. Coconut water? 
No reports on coconut water. No reports All about right. coconut water yet. Uh, so th- what people, I think, don't understand about this, uh, David, is that players lose so much sweat and so much water, which, you know, is most of your body, right. and which accumulates to pounds. So, you know, he lost 10 pounds all of a sudden. That's obviously a concern. But that could mean he's 3%, 4%. The, Steve Clifford said he was severely dehydrated. Uh, and it'll make you lose weight. And Dwayne Wade, in fact, said he loses five pounds every game. He sweats a lot. Okay, Cody sweats a lot. Cody uh, sweats. All these guys do, though. You're right, but it's it's scary and it's weird for him to wake up one day. Well, I don't. I guess he didn't wake up one day and was ten pounds lighter, but he lost ten pounds over what the course of a week or so. Well, and hydration is technique. Like the, these guys, you have to be on a program. Almost. You have to be on a program, and you have to be disciplined about. it. I mean, this is a thing. It's not like oh, you know, just drink a little bit more water. No, there's some science. Are you filling up enough fluids that you lose on a on a possession or a couple of right. possessions? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're sitting down at at a quarter break and you forget to drink water, it could negatively affect your performance. They've done studies where dehydration, even one to two percent, can affect your field goal percentage by eight percent. And we've seen Cody's percentages go down here early in the season from his yeah pre-season. yeah i mean you hope this is all that this is right they did the test for mono that was negative um if it's just dehydration they can combat that and they can get him back on the right track so let's keep our fingers crossed that's what it is and hopefully you'll see a performance boost from cody zeller all right moving on extensions rookie extensions it's that time again in the nba the deadline got extended because halloween fell on a weekend a lot of team options uh, up for front offices to make decisions on. The Hornets had three. Cody Zeller's fourth-year option was picked up, delaying his restricted free agency till after next season. The Hornets deciding to extend Jeremy Lamb for three years, reportedly for $21 million, $7 million, $7 million per for Lamb. Congrats. And there's, there's no player or team option. That's just three years of $21 Jeremy million. The Hornets opted not to pick up the third-year option on P.J. Harrison's contract. He'll become a restricted free agent next summer. GM Rich Cho saying he spoke with both P.J. and his agent, said that he needed to show more consistency on and off the court. Okay, there's a lot to tackle here. Zeller was a gimme. Let's move on to Jeremy Lamb. A little bit of a shocker that they would go ahead and lock him up after three or for three years after three games. Your thoughts, David? Well, you're right. I mean, Zeller seemed to be in line, you know, the most, the first, the next guy up, I guess. The problem is he's still, and maybe this dehydration had something to do with it because he's playing nicely in the preseason, but it's still, you still want to see that consistency on on a higher level from him, and maybe they will get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zeller, you thought that would probably come. Um, it's good to keep him around for that extra year. The Lamb one, I think, is the one where everybody raised an eyebrow, you know, was saying hmm. well we already have questions about it on twitter so this comes from a dartboard trader cho didn't extend a starting roster player that being pj but did extend a limited minutes bench player is this a message to clifford uh no i mean i that's understandable but you got to remember it's three games in lamb was hurt the first game uh he's played limited minutes but PJ is starting because of something. PJ is not situational, situational start. starter, right? And and you know we'll see how long that lasts because to, to be quite honest, who's looked better? You know, even in limited time, I mean, Lamb's brought more to the table. I mean, Lamb's brought more to those last two games. He when in the limited minutes, and you have to remember too that he is coming back off of an ankle injury, which you always want to be careful with, right? And 
anytime he's stepped onto the court, he's been a big impact player. He looks confident. He looked good. I mean, the concern obviously is, has Jeremy Lamb done enough in the NBA to, to earn, quote unquote, earn this money? Probably not. Well, let's talk I mean, about probably but, not. But the money itself, the again, money, yeah. seven million per. That's going to after be next year. It's it's a drop equivalent in the to about a mid level exception. Yeah. And so essentially, every time you extend any player, it's essentially a gamble. You're betting on based on what you've seen. You're betting on will this player get better over the long term, and, and that's what they've done here. And they've said we think he can be at least a mid-level type player and they didn't want to compete with other teams and right. so they locked him up and back- I don't see any problem with that. Well, if he's okay, if he's your starter at that money, it's fantastic if he's playing at a starter's level. If he but he, even if he's your backup at that money going forward, it's good. No, but yeah, mid-level guys are backups all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The problem is at this point in time, the Hornets have have gambled a lot and so from a fan's point of view, you know, there's not a lot of leniency when when they're asked to take another gamble and see how some they need to hit on again. They need to they need to hit on some of these badly. You know what I mean? They need to hit on some of these gambles they're taking. They need to have something go well. This is not a bad one to take. It's just really quick. It's it's really two games in to the Jeremy Lamb experiment, which that's what this is. I mean, this is another shot for him to prove himself in the NBA. And like I said, I've really liked what I've seen from him thus far he's a better shooter than I thought he was that I think we've seen in the NBA and, and small sample size again. But if it works out, it's a great gamble. They just need to hit on one. And he's becoming better defensively. He has some, he still has some issues in, in pick and roll coverages and, you know, just sort of the way his physical makeup is, he's not, he's not like PJ with a little bit of a lower center of gravity, bigger, stronger, is a better individual defender lamb will need to use his head and and i think slowly he's getting better at that and you could see if he gets his defense up to a certain point then the offense that he provides the consistency in his offense is much more will be much more attractive to the hornets than what pj the inconsistencies in pj and that's when you know to, to to look at this tweet again you're looking at him versus pj i mean pj over the year and change that he's been here wildly inconsistent hardly reliable to a point of being impactful. I mean, these first three games, I think once he got home, the, the, the last game against the Hawks, he certainly had more of an impact. But the first two games, it, it, it was he hardly even out there. I mean, it, it didn't even register, really, um, impact on the game. So from the Hornets' standpoint, you know, we say they need to hit on some of these gambles, but they can't afford to take another gamble on a guy who has shown, you know, over the last summer – his first summer here, his first season here, hiccups. They can't afford to to make that commitment. So they're saying, you've got to show us a little something else before we're going to make another commitment to you after this season. Well, and again, I think you look at the two games that Lamb has impacted, the way he's impacted them, and I think the Hornets are thinking there's going to be a market for Jeremy Lamb. There's probably not going to be a market in P.J. Hairston, And it signals to me – that I don't think the team sees PJ Harrison as a long-term starting solution. They're not going they're not going to showcase, I don't think, PJ Harrison enough as we go down the line where there's going to be uh, several teams stepping up to say, "Yes, I want PJ on this team." So, there will be an opportunity to re-sign him if that's the avenue they want to go down and they don't have to make that commitment right now. Listen, PJ is shooting 
17% from three points. It's not good. That's Lance Stevenson. It's not good. That's and again, he, again, you know, it, hey, it's three games. He's firing away. Um, but that's why you don't make the commitment right now. Sure, he shot 32% last year. I mean, you can go out and find a 32% three-point shooter. That's all the Hornets have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so they could, they know they could go get it on. And, and and we should I mean this is off this is off the court stuff too. I mean, you know, they're telling him shape up across the board. And he and you know, it's been relatively quiet knock on wood as of late. Uh, but that's definitely a message to him, and, and they're saying, you know, we'll take our chances. We have to get to some broader topics, but I just want to end with this. I think the idea that they didn't extend a starter, quote unquote. It signals some rift between the front office and the coaching. That to me, that's ridiculous. I, I just don't. I not don't, based on the PJ thing. Yeah. No, I don't think that that's a signal to coach that or anything. I just don't think. I think that this is a situation where Clifford has been very open about the fact that PJ is starting situationally. And that's obvious. I mean, it wasn't even a thought until last week. And what, if, I, but I think people cling to the word starter. Sure. I think it means more. Then, you know, again, when you start to get hyper focused on team to team situations, when you don't look at it in the broader NBA context, yeah, he's starting. He's starting two guard. But if you look at this team, you watch this team, you know that. But he's, that, he's not a starting. A he's not a starting two guard on twenty nine other teams. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and that's why. So you know, the thing is, the thing about it is, is is the the money was really low to to do that extension, which I also think is another eyebrow raiser because they're, you know they're committing twenty one over three years to Jeremy Lamb. PJ was you know one two million. So you know, I, I get the questioning, but you got to ask yourself what has Harrison done to to deserve that or to um, or or to show that he can uphold his end of the bargain, I guess. Okay, let's uh, move on to this 0-3 start by the Hornets. They'll look to rectify it tonight against the Bulls, but th- does this slow start concern you, David? It has to right now, uh, if nor- for no other reason. You're not that, panicking, but it no, gets concerned. because the competition's really good. I mean, these are two playoff teams, in my opinion. Uh, I think that he would have been a playoff team last year if Bosch had been in there. Okay. I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. The Hawks are going to be a playoff team. So very good competition. Um, played better when they got back home, but they've had lapses on defense and they've had lapses on offense, and the Hornets that is, and and those are the big issues. They just had you know you know it's strange though, and and fortunately for the Hornets, and I think this is what sort of signals to me that there there is light at the end of this tunnel is that they haven't. It's seemingly they haven't struggled on offense and defense at the same time. Thank God. And yeah. to me, then you'll see a quarter where they can't hit the broad side of a barn, and you'll yeah. see a quarter, like really the first quarter for a lot of these games, they've struggled to sort of anchor themselves down defensively, especially in the paint. But but there are signals that this team, again, if if they just get focused, they can turn out some good some good outputs, but we knew that this schedule was going to be tough. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't let up for a week and a half at least. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have circled the Minnesota game, which is next week. As a but, I mean, you can't even you can't count on that as a win. We'll talk point. about we'll talk about Dallas here in a moment. Yeah, but I, I I think Dallas could be an opportunity. I think tonight could be an opportunity. Yeah, definitely, they're at home. Um, I, I, they're all opportunity. I mean, that's the other thing. They haven't been blown out. Uh, the three-point shot gets them back in a lot of these games, which is a weapon they did not have last year. To answer your original question, you have to be a little bit concerned just because it's frustrating at times to watch that. You don't know if they're going to be able to gel. 
Um, but, you know, three losses out of the gate is frustrating for anybody to watch and for them to go through, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think another sneaky thing to watch tonight and into the future, timeout management. In the two games against the Hawks, the Hornets were without a timeout at the end of the game. They couldn't advance the ball. They had to depend on – Yeah, that's been a thing if, ever since Clifford's been here. I mean, you have to watch it. I think you have to watch it and, and see and real if, if the Hornets can get into a better position. But you know what's funny, though? I think part of that problem is in the execution itself because there have been some times where Clifford's had to call timeout because the, the offense just looked in disarray. Yeah, and the other thing is turnovers, uh, right. especially in those first two games. It was it was real bad, well, and they're not going to win any of those games. Let's talk about a few good things, though. Marvin Williams, stellar play so far, 12.7 points per game, nine rebounds per game, and, and I love this one, 1. 1.4 blocks per game, per th- got- or excuse me, per 36. That's more than Markeith Morris. That's more than Anderson Verjao. That's more than Paul Millsap. Uh, he's got some spring in his step. I mean, Marvin looks like cardio. He, he looks young out there. I mean, you got to hand it to him getting after it in the offseason, and it has paid off thus far. And he's hitting some big shots and being more consistent from three. Yeah, he's he's played a ton of minutes, too. That's the thing. He's anchored both the second. He's been the the bridge, the glue between the second unit and the first unit. And he's, you know, according to Clifford, he's part of the reason Frank is not getting as many minutes because Marvin has been playing so well. He's been he so crucial. 44% from three so far. It's amazing. So you have to play Marvin. And, and I think that, you know, that affects Kaminsky's numbers. Spencer Hawes certainly affects Kaminsky's numbers. And I know a lot of fans are, are upset about that. Yeah, you get the feeling Clifford is still feeling his way. Uh, on exactly what rotations and lineups, which is which is normal with as much change as you see from this team from last year. Um, you just want to see some start to gel. And I think you are seeing that. I mean, in particular, the, the lineup of Lynn, Lamb, and I'm sorry, Lynn, Batum, and Kemba, they're having some success with those three ball handlers out there. So they do have options. It's just going to take more than three games you know, to get them there, I think. All right, let's bring in let's bring in Nick Denning. He's he's on the line right now, writer for AtTheHive.com. Nick, how are you? I, I'm well. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I want to bring you in a little early here because we're talking about Spencer Hawes versus Frank Kaminsky because a lot of people are talking about this. A lot of people say, look, Frank Kaminsky, he went to school for four years. The big selling point on this guy was that he was ready to play. Where are the minutes early on in the season? What say you, Nick? Oh, man, you, you, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, I understand why Haas is getting preferred over Kaminsky, even though Kaminsky's played for four years in college. I mean, Haas is a seasoned NBA player. He's been in the league in a number of seasons. Um, Clifford prefers more experience, and we know this. Um, at the same time, I don't – I mean – I don't know how much longer you can go with Hawes if he continues to play the way he's been playing the first three games. Because he shows a couple, you know, a couple moments you're like, all right, I see why he's out there. But then there's those moments that just kind of make you scratch your head. It really frustrates you. Yeah. Um, and I think, I just think with Kaminsky, Kaminsky is going to, he's not going to do as much. He's not going to try and do as much. And I think because of that, that actually might help things a little bit. Because he knows, he knows you know, what he's going to be out there to do. Whereas I think Haas is trying to do so much, just and, and, and he's trying to be positive, but a lot of dribbling, I just think a lot of floaters. Yeah, a lot of dribbling, a lot of dribble handoffs. 
Um, a lot of triple. <laughs> so, I mean, I would like to see Kaminsky more, but I guess we should, you know, this is kind of a thing where we're early in the season. We got to see if some of these guys that Clifford's going with early can figure it out. Well, and Clifford said too, you know, I think, you, I, think I think Haas at least owes that. Yeah, and I think Clifford made a point to say, look, you can't go game to game with these kind of, you know, you can't get the old like vaudeville crane out and yank people to the side of the stage. Like you have to give these things six or seven games to flesh out and then try to make some some major changes. So I think we'll see that maybe off this West Coast road trip, we'll start to see some maneuverings happenings or some maneuverings happen with this rotation. Hang tight, Nick. We're going to get to Nick's picks. We're excited about that, this uh, ongoing segment that we brought. We're going to talk a little fantasy first, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No! All right, so who's in the lead right now? Uh, Matt Fox, uh, former host of the Double Bonus, another podcast that I did, and he's a, a big Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I always include him on these fantasy trips that I take, so he's in the lead right now. I'm, I believe, I'm third. I'm doing well, uh, David. I don't think you are doing. So I'm well. doing horrible. This look, I mean, the basketball fantasy is honestly it's the it's toughest way over my head. Apparently, it's, tough. I, it's just it's too much. It's, it's too much for me. It's tough. I want to keep this brief so we can get to some of this other nice. stuff. I just want to say hot, hot Hornet, Marvin Williams, definitely a guy you want to look at, at picking up. I think he was only owned in ESPN, uh, under 20% of the leagues. Now it's around 40%. He's a, he's also our good pickup, Marvin Williams. Noah Vonley is the uh, time to cut the cord guy, only getting 15 minutes per game in Portland. He was owned by 45% and now down to 20%. So go ahead and cut the cord there. Gorgie D- Jing, another guy that I'm looking to cut the cord on. His minutes are falling with uh, the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and KG inexplicably getting 17 minutes per game. And also Gorgie, he's not getting the blocks. And that's really what you wanted him for in fantasy. And it's just not happening right now, only turning in about one a game. So there you go. That's our quick uh, fantasy hit. Um, let's so let's bring in uh, Nick Denning again, and let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks game coming up at Dallas. Uh, the Hornets will uh, hopefully we don't know what the record will be heading into it because we've got the Bulls tonight. But to me, guys, this seems like a very winnable game if if you can contain Darren Williams because this isn't the same Mavs powerhouse that it used to be, David. No, it's not, and and they're in a real. I, would you call it a transition year, or are they just because because there are some lottery pick implications between between them and the Celtics? I think on how they do this year, right? And they're still figuring out their rotation. They're trying to work Chandler Parsons back in off of his injury, and, but, and no, but you got to do right by Dirk at the same time. Correct, like, and, and he and look, Dirk has played. He's turning back the clock here early in the year. He's he's playing really well. No lineup has been featured in all three games. So they're still in a lot of flux right now. And you can, I think if you're a team, if you're a team with a lot of energy and, and you have a rotation set, you can take advantage of that. Nick, uh, what are your hopes for in this Dallas uh, Mavericks game? Where do you think the Hornets can attack this game? I don't feel confident about this game only because <laughs> historically, historically, and this is, I guess this is Bobcats era to now, I think we've only beaten Dallas maybe once. I think that's yeah. – I'm pretty sure that's – like we, we got over that hump like a year, I think, in the playoff year. Yeah, that sounds so, about right. There was a long time when there was the, you know, the, the team that 
that Charlotte has never beaten. You're Listen, right. Since when has looking into the past ever indicated something about our future? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, here's. Well, I'll say this though. Let me let me put this out to you guys. They're really their only true center is Zaza Pachulia, and then behind him, a former Hornet for a second, Dwight Powell, who's a string mm, bean. Deep cut. I mean, Al Jefferson is going. I think he's going to eat this team up. I think this could be Al Jefferson's breakout game. If it doesn't happen against the Bulls, I think this could be a big game for him. I like it. I mean, yeah, Nick and I discussed this briefly over email today. I mean, at least looking forward to these games. I, I kind of looked at that Dallas game as as one they might be able to to get. I wasn't willing to lock it in. I don't want to spoil my lock of the week. But uh, but that's a game. That's a winnable game for for Charlotte. I mean, historically, it's been a house of horrors. But at this stage, at this particular team facing that Dallas team, I mean, that's a, that is a winnable game. It's just daunting as is the rest of this freaking schedule so far. I think you. I think you can beat yeah. this team on the boards. I think you can. You know, shift down to a little slower, a little offense, and and sprinkle in some Kimba Lynn playmaking. And, and they don't they don't depend on uh, their bench players for a lot of scoring, and I think out, the the Hornets bench can specialize in that. Well, look, and they, take advantage of that. But they are motivated to not do well. It would behoove them to have a bad season. So the, the Hornets have that. I don't going think for them. I don't think a Mark Cuban team is gonna. I don't. They're think, not, but you have to think about it. <laughs> you to, maybe you have to hope they think about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I, I got. Yeah, I, pull, I pulled up the overall records, by the way. The, the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets, yeah. So, okay, the original Charlotte Hornets were twelve and sixteen against against the uh, Mavericks. The Bobcats were two and seventeen. So they actually managed to get two wins. And then our most See? recent Charlotte Hornets are zero and two. Okay, so they're so due. Yeah, so, so they're due. that's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> they're due. That's right. Uh, they they travel again. They travel to Dallas on Thursday. So there'll be plenty. They'll, they'll have a day of rest, and the Mavs will as well. But I think it's positive, and, and I think they've they've shown weaknesses this season so far as well. Again, they, they're trying to get their rotation figured out. I think if there's going to be a team, I mean, they have to play the Spurs then on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's an opportunity there, uh, they could possibly take advantage of it. All right, let's get to uh, Nick's picks. That's why we brought you on here. Uh, it's our new segment. We're picking NBA games. Uh, let me go over last week's record. Uh, none of us did fantastic. None of us hit the three and O mark. Uh, Nick, you lead the way. To... Yeah, because we had to pick a Hornets win. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, Nick, uh, you nailed both of your uh, league pass and your um, your national TV treat. And uh, David and I both went one and two. Uh, so, Nick, you lead the way early on. We'll we'll give you first uh, crack at these at your slate of picks again. If you didn't join us last week, we're picking a league pass special, a national TV treat, and then a Hornets lock of the week. So, a game that we think the Hornets are going to win. So, go ahead, Nick. Okay, so league pass special this week: um, Utah Jazz against the Denver Nuggets. This game is Thursday. Um, two reasons for this game, really. And I, and I kind of took inspiration from what you said last week, Doug. You know, it's looking at some of these oh. young players early, early in the season. And so I, I'm sure I'd, I'd like to see Emmanuel Moody I play. He's actually 
Um, his, his numbers so far this season, 12.7 points a game, 5.3 assists, 3.7 rebounds. That's pretty good so far. Um, the other, on the other side of things, and there's a chance he may not even play because he's only featured in one game so far this year. But the Jazz um, brought in a guy this offseason named Tibor Pleist. I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly, so I, I apologize if I'm, if I'm not. But he's a seven foot three German center. He played um, for Barcelona last year. And um, anyways, he's only played in one game. He's played two minutes. He scored two points and one rebound in that game. So not a whole lot, but I would like to see just a giant, you know, he's an intriguing player. And, I, and I'm interested to see maybe uh, this will be um, a back-to-back game for the, for the uh, Jazz. Maybe he gets some minutes in as other guys are rested a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, he's got to um, cut down on his turnovers, though, right? But that's a rookie point guard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, with, with a little a little fun fact about that, because I, look, I was looking at both these guys' numbers. Moody AI, despite the numbers I just gave you, has a PER of 3.8, while Police, with his two minutes and two points per game and one rebound, has a PER of 36.29. So who's the more efficient player? I don't know. <laughs> so Moody has a has a worse PER than uh, does uh, Spencer Haas, is what you're saying. That's yes. not good. <laughs> All right, what's your national um, TV treat? It is the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder against the Chicago Bulls. That game is also Thursday, so you're going to have to really glue your TV. You have to really stick to the TV on Thursday. I'm sorry, but you got to watch both of these games. Um, I'm going. By the way, I'm going with um, the Nuggets in that last game. And then for this game, I'm going with the Bulls at home. So I'm taking two, two home teams here. Um, and I just think you know it's two, it's, a, it's an East West Coast matchup. These are two teams that could be near the top of the standings. Bulls are going to be coming um, off a loss to the Hornets. They'll be angry. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which I think segues into my final pick. My Hornets lock is the Hornets will get their first win tonight against the Bulls. I'm saying that only because I don't feel good about Thursday's game in uh, Dallas. Just historically, I already went over that. And then they have to play San Antonio this weekend. And, I mean, I just can't pick that game. Now or never for the Hornets. David, quickly, your picks. League pass game of the week, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Toronto Raptors at OKC Thunder. Uh, I think the the Raptors are going to be a, a sneaky good team. They were good last year, but I, I like what they're doing thus far early. But this one's for Durant and Westbrook, just watching those two guys go at it. I think it'll be a tight game, but I'm going with the Thunder in this one. They're just too tough at home. And uh, those guys look like they're on a mission. I mean, uh, the Thunder are going to come out uh, all guns a-blazing, I think, in all of these early games. The national game of the week, same night. So right after this one, just flip on over to ESPN 1030. Clippers at Golden State Warriors. And here's the reason. His name is Steph Curry. I haven't heard of him. You just want to watch him, and you just want to watch how rude he is to all the other players around him. I mean, he is he's doing so he is doing video game stuff right now. I mean, from the opening night, it just when he misses, it's it's almost news when he misses at this point. I'm doing his I'm doing his dance right now. I mean, he's 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 walking a fine line with some of the celebrations, but it is it is unlike anything we've it. seen. Every, I know. I want all the celebrations. All right, what's your Hornets lot? But also, real quickly on that, of course, Clippers. Warriors, bad blood. That's all I'll say. Uh, Hornets lock. We're going with tonight as well. I I eyed the Dallas game. I wanted to see if anyone uh, had the fortitude to pick the Spurs, but I don't think anyone's that dumb. So tonight is the night, gentlemen. All right, here we go. League pass special. I'm going with Miami at Minnesota on Thursday. I'm also going with another Thursday game. 
uh, Miami, the the big dog, Hassan Whiteside, pride of Gastonia, going mm-hmm. up against the big cat in Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns. My national TV treat, I'm going also with the Clippers. The national TV games, not a ton this week. There, there aren't a ton that are really yeah. intriguing. Uh, so I'm going Clippers over the Warriors. Uh, I think there's going to be some some little backlash. Because it's funny that the Clippers actually feel offended by this whole situation. Of course with they them. do. So, you know, <laughs> I think they, yeah. they, they find a little fight there. And then my lock is the Hornets over the Mavs. And I think you could have. To, like you know, it. you could tell that by my by my analysis of that game. So, I, picked, I picked the Warriors. I don't know if I said that. Basically, because I don't think they're going to lose. This, they're not going to lose this year. So right, yeah, eighty eighty two and a half. <laughs> I got you. All right, Nick. Real quick, as we as we head out here, I asked you to bring us a, a fact about Nick Denning for these Knicks picks. What's your fact? Well, I'm uh, I've, I've lived most of my life in in various North Carolina cities, but I'm actually originally a native of Northern California. Hmm. Uh, I would I would tell you where, but I'm just going to tell you outside of San Francisco because you've never heard of where I live. <laughs> um, you know, because, because Portland. That, um, You're I in Portland. A, Port, yeah, Portland, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because of that, I have a soft spot for the Warriors and the Kings. You know, I was a little young. I wasn't really into basketball. You know, when 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 I was living there, but um, I still like to root for those teams. You know, which is you know, I think rooting for the Warriors. That's 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 cool. That that that's paid off. You know. Yeah, I, f- um, I feel like yeah. they have a few fans now, I feel like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Nick, for joining us. We'll have more time next week uh, for much more. And and we didn't even get to our one last thing. I may tape a little something on the one last thing because it's really, really good, really funny. Uh, but we got to get you over to the uh, Fox Sports Southeast coverage, pregame, Hornets and Bulls. That'll do it for us, friends. Thank you so much uh, to Nick Denning. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hive Talk Live to get the latest on showtimes and insider Hornets info. Hive Talk Live is a production of SB Nation and at thehive.com for previews, recaps, and more on your Charlotte Hornets. Visit at thehive.com. Hey, we're back again live on Saturday at Fitzgerald's Pub in Uptown Charlotte, just down the road from Time Warner Cable Arena. Come out, join us. Prizes, Charlotte versus everybody, art, so much more. I'm Doug for David and producer Katie. Thanks for listening. It's Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. Let's swarm, Charlotte. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.